Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is Wally. Um, I'm going to read you a verse while I still got my glasses on. Uh, and rising very early in the morning while it was sti- while it's still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go to the next towns that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Um, okay. Um, there's a really, and I, in one of the podcasts, I, I, I thought it was Mark, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't say it. So today I'm going to say it. Uh, Mark 1 30. Sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. My poor eyes are getting worse. Uh, Mark one thirty-five, uh, and rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and he went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Um, that is the verse. It's one of the verses that we face off of quiet times. Why we say you should have quiet times in student ministry, or that's the way it was once upon a time, back when I was young, doing student ministry. Um, there used to be these little books by discipleship, something or another. When you did a now, a disciple now, uh, which was a probably a Baptisty thing. Um, so, and that discipleship materials. I don't think I got it. I probably got some somewhere. I need to try to find it. They would give you this giant book, um, and one of the days, many times in a now would be have a quiet time um so uh, mark 135 was one of my favorites uh to say and i know it just says pray but we also say there that he probably knew studied the scripture of some way because he knew the scripture so well um that's just and it's maybe a leap but i don't think it is a leap um, and the reason why, this is what I said yesterday to the fellas, um, the reason why I stress reading the Bible is for you to ha- own your own faith. That's one of the goals of student ministry. I, I want to say it probably is one of the goals of all ministry in Christian, dun, 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 but I... I'm coming at it from the student ministry portion, and I don't think I hit it as hard when I was with college students. I think in some ways, because I saw them were talking about the scripture a lot, and uh, Safe Haven was very, uh, let's talk about the Bible, let's go verse by verse. Um, so where, where I don't know if West, I don't know, not Westwood, but Safe Haven, I don't know if Safe Haven has always had the big show, if you call it a show when you do worship, um, but the last time I was there, their worship was really good, I mean, I thought, very good, um, yeah, um, in fact, I had come back, and when I came back, I had a church interview right then, and, uh, these churches that, two churches that I went to were very older-oriented, no young couples, and their worship was very, um, let's see, how to, what's the right way to say it, very hymn-oriented, um, and 
higher church, I would say. Uh, it's kind of a style, um, a Southern Baptist style, I would say. In fact, that same Southern Baptist style all the way goes all the way to the church in Hawaii, because I went to a church in Hawaii just to see what church in Hawaii was like, and it was exactly like um, an older school, hymn singing, Bible preaching, probably uh, church. Um, so that was that. Um, so I say all that to say, have a quiet time. I challenge you to have a quiet time. That's the challenge I got when I was 19. Um, Lynette Smalley, I think was her name, she was uh, Disciple Nows. They used to bring in people who could relate to youth. I don't know. They're going to do one at, my ch- at the church I'm at now, and I don't know who does it. I don't know if they bring in college students from somewhere else or what. Um, I used to be really good at doing disciple nails uh, and I'm not trying to brag um, I think the small group setting is one of my strengths uh, you know I can do warm fuzzies easy uh, I could do the cross thing uh, I could give my testimony um, see, I could go by the material I always honored people's material I would study it I would go I would fill in the blanks uh, I always did that, even if I didn't like it, because uh, those uh, discipleship things were tough to do, to get it all done in a weekend. So they would jam up sessions. Uh, and and uh, the bad thing about jamming up sessions is that I don't think people can remember all the stuff. It's like overload. Uh, also, I'm never, on a weekend, I'm never a huge fan of anybody speaking in the morning. I don't mind the music, uh, but I don't. I don't think speaking is wise in the morning at a retreat for students uh, because they're just not there. I mean, you know, they're barely awake because generally they stay up all night. And I know you say, "Well, you tell them not to," but I mean, you know, I don't know. That's just a little personal there. Um, very early in the morning, it says he did. Uh, I happen to be a very early in the morning type person. Uh, I'm not saying I'm a morning person because I don't really know what that means. But I prefer reading my scripture in the morning than I do in the evening. I think I'm when I'm in a really, 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 really good groove, I do both. Um, and even in the as good a groove as I'm in now, I don't always read in the evenings. Um, and this is gonna sound dumb because I have many Bibles. I, I shouldn't make use this as an excuse, but I don't like to. Well, my scripture in my phone, I don't like to move it from where I'm at in the morning because I don't want to lose my place when I'm going through a book, uh, like where I'm at in Genesis. Of course I can write it down and do that. I just don't like to. Um, and uh, so then I, like when I read right now, I'm searching for it on the internet and doing Bible Gateway another way um, instead of the app. Uh, and I, it's an excuse, 100%, but that's the way I am. So I... You know, I'm just being honest. Uh, so, um, let's see. Okay, moving right along. Uh, a little more, Mark. Um, and they found him and said to him, "Everyone is looking for you." And he said to them, "Well, let's go. <laughs> um, let us go to the next towns, that I may preach there also. And that is why I came out." 
and he went throughout all Galilee preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Um, you know, he came for the sick, but he still went to the synagogues um, where people didn't think they were sick. The Pharisees, the uh, highest of the religious order, uh, you know, he came, he came for them too. He came to give them a chance. Uh, maybe they couldn't see past their own whatever. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's neat that he, he gave them a chance. Um, you know, it says that he's casting out demons. He's preaching and he's casting out demons. Uh, don't, don't care to do talk about demons. Uh, just that he cast them out. Uh, and he went about preaching. My guess is Jesus was a really good preacher. Uh, um, I like to think that he was a storyteller. That's the reason why he used uh, stories that went along with the culture, like agricultural kind of stuff. Uh, I like to think that. Uh, I, you know, I mean, he's the best. He's the best at everything, in my opinion. So he, it's going to be hard for him to be tarnished in any way for me. Because he's my hero. He's my superhero. That's what he is. Uh, he's a preacher. And he casts out demons. Uh, he got power. Uh, over demons. Uh, over sickness. Over death. Uh, he has the power to bring people back to life. To, yeah. So, that's Jesus. Uh, you know, the next one is... Oh, I'm going to do the next one, actually. And we'll finish one. Heck yeah. Uh, Jesus cleanses the leper. A leper. Uh, better get the old glasses on. you got to be ready for this. A double. An extra little bit here. 40 through 45, and we'll end chapter 1. And a leper came imploring him, and kneeling said to him, If you will, can you make me clean? Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I will be clean. I will be clean. I think that's the way that reads. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, see that you say nothing to no one, but go show yourself to the priests and offer your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof for a proof to them. But when he went out, he began to talk freely about it and spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was only in desolate places. And people were coming in, coming to, to him from every quarter. Um, uh, he touched him. That's a big deal, because uh, lepers were shunned. Uh, they, they were doing a series at the church I'm at uh, about uh, king for all, and the, the point was that he that Jesus would go to the outcasts, all kinds of outcasts of society. Here's another outcast, uh, a leper. You know, I I'm guessing lepers are still outcasts. I don't I don't I don't know. Um, I never have met someone who has leprosy. <clears throat> um, okay, uh, let's see. The, the business of him telling he keeps telling people not to tell other people. There's a part of me that thinks he knows people can't shut up what he's done. 
uh, an encounter with him. Uh, and then this whole business of he can no longer go openly to towns. He has to go to desolate places. Uh, his fame has grew so fast. Uh, and uh, he's going towards something. You know, he's walking towards something. That's the whole thing, that he's walking town to town. Uh, you know, his feet get dirty. And, uh, the society, you know, I think it, the pictures are accurate that Jesus probably was a slender man because I'm just going to tell you, uh, I'm no expert on losing weight, but walking is good for you. Uh, it's a good way to lose weight. Uh, now, it's not a perfect way. When I lived at the beach, I was walking more. I was walking five miles a day instead of two-ish. <clears throat> and uh, But I was eating the way I wanted to eat. I was very hungry at the beach, and I ate out a lot, and I loved this pizza place. Oh, I loved it. And you might say, well, Wally, you have a pizza maker. It's true, I do. Um, and I'm trying not to make pizza every day because <laughs> uh, I can eat pizza a lot, uh, 100%. So, uh, People were coming to him from every quarter. Doesn't that sound cool? The other place they were pushing at the door this they're coming from every quarter um, you know to get to see Jesus is a big deal uh, I love it uh, and I, I always think about Isaiah 53 which I should read a little of that for you uh, see right there right there I just was going to hesitate because I didn't want to lose my place for studying purposes um, that's about it that's very lazy. I'm gonna get out the old B boy. Uh, that I'm reading off the uh, off my phone because that's the way I like to read. I, I'm sorry, I do, um, and I try to teach out of my Bible. And this Bible was given to me by uh, Carly and Katie, um, and I love bragging about them because I just like them so much. Uh, yeah. Just turning through the scriptures. Uh, I didn't grow up doing Bible drills. And I'm not ashamed to look in the front. Uh, that was my pancakes. You can hear my plate. Uh, I'm still eating pancakes from Saturday. I made so many. It's 720 if you have a Bible like me. Mine's a very large print. Thank the Lord for those lovely ladies. 720, 720. I like Isaiah 53 a lot. I don't know Isaiah well. Uh, I need to study more. I don't know if we're going to do that when I'm sorry. Um, I may have to wait until I hear Troy do it. Fifty-three, fifty-three. We're at fifty-nine. Okay. Isaiah fifty-three is on seven eighty. In case you were wondering, who has believed? No, who has believed? Who has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up. For he grew up before him, like a young plant. 
and like a root out of the ground. He had no majesty. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him. See, that's a, a big deal, in my opinion. Uh, and no beauty that we should desire him. So, I mean, he's not um, beautiful. In the traditional sense, uh, you know, I th see, I, I like to think that he's rougher, um, the Nazarite vow thing, um, the rougher beard, not kept. Um, uh, that guy wrote a book he called, his name is McManus. He wrote a book called Barbarian, Barbarian Way. I have not finished it. I tried it a long time ago, and then I lost it, along with a weight loss book that somebody gave me, which needed many many years but walking can't fix everything <laughs> um, he just makes the point about barbarians that you know the Christians were <clears throat> a little more rougher around the edges in that time than, than the stained glass saint thing and all the movies uh, about Jesus okay sorry He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with the wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to our way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted. He, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter. Like a sheep that is before the shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. I'm just going to stop right there. Uh, there's more. You know, it keeps on going on and on about it. Um, uh, and I'll go towards the end. I need to read it all, I'm sorry. Uh, by oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken from the transgression of my people, and they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put to him grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring, he shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteousness, righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I'll divide him a portion with, with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Uh, all of it's good. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And I, <clears throat> I like to say that, you know, it's poured on him. Sinless, spotless lamb, that's what he is. And all the sins, past, present, and future, are poured on top of him. Uh, 
sin sinless man never sinned had to have sin in his body for us one time around Isaiah 53 um, they're reading parts of Isaiah 53 somebody's up there reading it uh, and uh, there's a Jesus character who comes up and uh, you know the, he, he's not carrying a cross but they, he's holding his arms up like he's carrying a cross and he uh, <clears throat> they're reading and uh, when it gets to the part where uh, you know, it says he's uh, convicted kind of for us or whatever. Uh, in the audience, they got actors and they're yelling out. They start yelling out, crucify him, crucify him. Uh, they start doing that. Um, and then the light kind of shines right upon Jesus' face. He kind of looks out at the crowd and he says, uh, you're not worth it. And he takes the cross off and he walks away. And then somebody gets up and says, aren't you glad he thought you were worth it? I just remember seeing that and being like, why don't we do that every week? Because <laughs> I think some group came in and did it at Centrifuge. Uh, it just floored me. It still floored me. Even right now, I feel the tension of that moment. Um, and I don't think I got it all right. Because it's been... I mean, I worked centrifuge in 91, 92, and 93. I would work centrifuge right now. <laughs> if they let old dudes do it, uh, I would do it again. That's how much fun it was for me. Uh, it may have been a big swing for me, too, in all honesty. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not the first one picked for things. You know... Kind of like basketball and football when they used to pick teams. Uh, I'm kind of that guy. But when I went to see Centrifuge as a youth, it became my first dream uh, to do something. It's the first one. And uh, I don't talk about it a lot because uh, uh, there's kind of a sting that comes after doing something like Centrifuge. Uh, you come back to the world. And the world is not like centrifuge in ministry in that people are open. Um, it's like a prime season to do ministry. And it, I know student ministers, I would be jealous if I was a student minister sometimes if I took my kids to camp and they made rock stars out of these people that are just there for the one week. Um, that's what happens kind of. And, you know, your ego gets stroked there like crazy if you're on staff. I don't know about the pastor and the music guy, but definitely Bible study leader like me. I mean, especially the first year. The first year was my golden time. I mean, I had, I mean, God moved that year in those groups crazily. Uh, and my the things that I didn't know, God, in my weakness, you know, he came through and he did amazing things. Uh, and I worked with John Hume uh, and Jim Bush, Sandy, Jim and Sandy wound up getting married. Uh, they were just, they were older. Um, they were super nice to me, especially Jim. He was very kind to me. Uh, he cared about what I said. 
um, which was, I just was just very nice. Uh, um, I, there was somebody named Connie who did the recreation, and she's the first person to ever tell me to appreciate the, a sunset. She probably would have told me to appreciate the stars too if she if we would have been out looking at them. She was just very uh, soulful. That's what I remember about her. I heard Alexander in a terrible, terrible horror, horrible, no good, very bad day that summer. It's the first summer that I gave my testimony to an outside group besides my home kind of people. And uh, I'm just going to tell you that people weeped on me. That in the room sometimes when I would share my story of how I came to know Christ, people would weep. People are really sensitive at that time. And I don't know if it's still like that. I, I mean, I hadn't worked camp in a long time. Um, I still go to camp sometimes. And I, my hope is that this year I will get to go to Scott Dawson with the youth and go help, uh, go see Gina's, Gina and the work that she does there. And uh, uh, I'm telling you, I'm a big fan of Gina. Gina, if you hear this, I'm a big fan of you. And Michael, too. But you, what you do in ministry. Thank you for what you do in ministry. So, uh, let's see. Um, yeah. They, oh, in the summer, whatever they do in the summer. I couldn't go this summer because when he asked me um, for the job, he said, I need you to work this summer. Do you need to have time off? And I said, no. So, uh, I did have to go to the doctor. That's the one day I missed. And then, of course, I don't work there anymore. So, that's one of those things. Uh, and, you know, last night I met this pastor that I've been hearing a lot about from Mr. Tucker, Mark Tucker. Um, and he's at a church in the area. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to toot my own form no no time. So when I introduce myself, I say, hey, my name's Wally. I'm not really anybody of any importance. I'm not. Uh, and, you know, I told him I go to High Point. Uh, that's where I go now. Uh, and... Oh, I told him that I knew Mark, and he said, "Oh, Mark Tucker, who goes to Bethel." Um, and I said, "Yep, that's him." And he he said, "You're good." So I said, "I wanted to meet you," and I met a guy that was from New Temple who knew me, which I, I thought was interesting because it's been a long time since I've been up there. Uh, I I'm, you know, I forget sometimes that life can be a small world. It can be a small world, just like when I we we were praying for a corner and I was like man I need to pray for Dora I need to pray for Minor and then this morning as I was praying uh, I need to pray for um, Tuscaloosa County and I probably need to pray for Hillcrest too I apologize Southern Campus of the once safe haven uh, I just don't have any connection to any students there anymore I really like St. Hank's daughter and son but I don't know their names uh, at this point I think one's already graduated and then I'm not sure about his daughter, who got really sick at a camp I went. She was I, she was super nice. That's what I remember about her. So, all right. Well, this is pretty much uh, wrapping up today. Uh, I don't know if you'll get another one when I'm walking. And Blake, I I didn't listen good when you were say, telling me something about Blake was telling me something that the church had a microphone, and I think he was saying it might plug into my phone. So I need to check on that to try to give you a little better more little better more uh, what you call it because I try to use a microphone right now 
I don't know how good a quality it is because somebody gave it to me, so it can't be really good for it to be free. You know what you get for free uh, when I'm using the iPad. That's how I record on the iPad and the iPhone 6 Plus is what I have. So, it's time for me to walk. So I'm headed to go walk this morning. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, whatever you do, do it heartily as the Lord, not in the man. Uh, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. This is the end of the podcast, yeah. So, yeah.